0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Beating Business Bullies, a place where we find empowerment to make financial decisions with confidence and bravery. Today, we'll be discussing purchasing a new car, which may well be the second or third largest purchase behind your house, in some cases, your education. To to be able to make this purchase with confidence, we need to do our research. Research starts with what we can afford, and then moves into, will the car be new, used, pre-owned? Will we travel to find the car? Will we want to lease this? Purchase with a lump sum cash? Do private financing? Dealer financing? Will we want to do this for 36 months? 48 months? 60 months? Even 72 months? Do we have a trade-in? Are we upside down on our trade-in? <laughs> How much can we afford in our down payment? All of these pieces need to be researched. So let's start talking about what can we afford? We want to be honest with ourselves. Understand what our budget is for saving up for a lump sum purchase of a car. It's pretty easy. We know how much we can save and we know how much we can spend. If we're going to do financing, it gets a little bit trickier, though. We have more options and more ways to get ourselves into trouble. But just understanding how much can we afford per month. Because the last thing you want to do is go in and purchase a car. And then for the next five years, struggle to make that car payment. Feel like every day you go to work just to pay off that car. So be honest with yourselves and stick to your gun. Stick to the amount of money. Don't walk in there thinking that you're going to spend $300 per month and walk out of there spending $500. That extra $200 is going to be $200 around your neck as a big anchor as you move through the next five years, six years even, if you do a 72-month. So make sure that you fully understand before you walk in how much money can you spend and how long can you spend that money for and then stick to this. The next is, are you gonna do a new car? Are you gonna do pre-owned? Are you gonna do used? A new car, great, love the shiny, shiny brand new car, the new car smell. However, as soon as you buy that car, drive it off, boom, 25% depreciation. It's now worth 25% less than what it was. So if you do a certified pre-owned, you get the best of both worlds, you get to still get the used car, so you don't pay for the depreciation, and you still get a new car warranty Um, Because a certified pre-owned is going to come with probably a 36-month warranty. And then if you buy a used car, make sure that when you buy a used car that you take it to your own individual mechanic. Make that part of your negotiation. Um, When you walk in, it's a used car. You're probably going to get a 30-day warranty if, if that maybe 1,000 miles, maybe 500 miles, maybe zero miles. Sometimes when you buy a used car and you drive a half a mile, that's your car. There's no going back. So put it into the negotiation that you're going to take that used car to your own individual mechanic and have them look at it. They're going to know better than you, and they're going to tell you, yes, I feel like this is car is worthwhile and it's going to last you for five years, or don't buy this car. This car is going to be in the shop every week or every month for as long as you own it. So just know, are you going to do new, pre-owned, used? If you do used, are you going to go to an individual mechanic? Yes, you are. Know who your mechanic is. If the used car salesman doesn't want you to take it to a used, to your own mechanic, then don't buy it. Obviously. Most more times than not, though, they're pretty open to that, and they'll let you take it to a mechanic for the third-party review. Your mechanic will probably charge you maybe 50 bucks. so make sure that it's a car you want because you, you know you're not going to get that money back the other thing you might want to do is look at geography um i've bought a live in southern california i bought a car in new mexico um went online to car gurus and went found the car i liked and went and bought it and flew out there purchased it drove home if you're in southern california and you're looking for a brand new car there might be 10 dealerships you can go to understand what type of new car you want make sure you know the features make sure you know the packages because that's the one way they'll get you is that you know, a new car is a base, base price and then there's a stereo package. There's a car um, safety package. There's a new wheel package. There's a bigger engine package. There's always packages like Audi. Audi has like 42 different packages they can put on a car. So a $30,000 car now becomes a $50,000 car and can really put you into a higher monthly recurring payment than you were looking to do. So make sure that you research and know that if you go out and look at a new car, the dealership that you're looking at has the car you wish with the features you wish at the price you wish. If you understand that before you go in, you're ahead of the negotiation. You're better off. Don't just be spontaneous. Drive by a car dealership. Drive in there and buy a car. Chances of you getting a good deal are slim to none. And then if you are doing a new car, are you going to do a lease versus a purchase versus financing versus individual bank financing? So if you're leasing the car, you're going to have a less monthly recurring payment, but at the end of it, you don't own anything. You're just leasing it. Think of it as a rental. Um, During that rental, you are obligated to make sure that it ends up being in great shape. So if you do wreck it or you do scratch it, those will come out and you'll have to pay for those when you turn the car in. And it's all based upon mileage as well. So you can get a really cheap lease, but that lease might only be 700 miles a month. And then no, if there's an overage, that overage could be 25 cents a mile, could be 36 cents a mile. An expensive car, it could be 50 cents a mile. So if you do drive a lot, don't even consider a lease because you'll be battling it every month. You'll be worried about how many car, how many miles am I driving? How many miles am I driving? You'll set a limit. Oh, I only have 800 miles. That's 200 miles a week. It's 30 miles a day. If you drive 40 miles a day to get to work, don't lease. Just purchase. Don't even worry about it. Don't even get talked into a lease because what they do with the lease is they talk you into a higher priced car with a lower car payment. But at the end of it, you may be paying way more than what you thought you were going to pay out of it. So make sure that you do your research on what you can afford. What type of car do you want? New, used, certified, pre-owned. How long do you want to be financing the car? 36, 48, 60, 72 months. Understand your credit score and what that means to the interest rate. Right now, if you have a 640 or lower credit score, and used car rate is about 9%. If your credit score was 750 or greater, that same car is going to have 2.99% interest rate. That's 7% interest rate. On a $20,000 car, you're talking about a four dollars to $5,000 swing in interest payments. That is a lot of money. So if you have a low credit score, go work on your credit score for a couple months and get a few more points out of it. Even if you move from a 640 to a 670, you could be losing 3% interest, which could be twenty thirty dollars a month which is going to be two or three thousand dollars over the course of the the life of the loan those little bitty tricks of you spending two weeks or spending three weeks and doing the right research on your credit score on what you're actually wanting to afford when you leave the car leave the car place with your car you will be in a much better position if you have a trade-in understand if your trade-in is upside down what does that mean well if you own a car and you've purchased it and you're paying on a monthly recurring and you haven't paid it off yet, you still owe the bank. Let's say that you owe the bank $10,000. When you go in for a trade-in, they might give you $8,000 for that car. Where does that $2,000 go? Somebody's got to pay for it. That $2,000 goes into the new car. So now the new car that you went and researched, found a good price at for $20,000 is now $22,000 and then you got to pay interest on that $2,000. So now you're upside down. Before you even get started on the new car, you're already upside down. What's that mean? That means that when you go into trading your car the next time, you're going to be upside down again, and you're going to be two or three or four thousand dollars upside down. That means that your new car is going to be two or three four thousand or dollars more than you're expecting, and then you're going to be upside down in that one, and you will always be constantly fighting the battle of being upside down. Don't trade in the car. If you're upside down, suck it up. Either pay it off and wait or wait until it's better and so it's not such a big anchor around your neck. Make sure that you don't do that. A lot of people do that and they end up in this cyclical spin where their car that they're, that they're driving is not as worth as much they're paying. And that means you're going backwards. If you do go buy out of geography, Know that when you come back into geography, you got to pay sales tax on that. So if I, just like I did, I went to New Mexico, bought a car, came back, and I had to pay 9% sales tax and the licensing fees. Know what it's going to cost you. Do the math. It's not crazy math. There's tons of calculators out there. If you go to cargurus.com, at the bottom of it has a lease calculator and it has a monthly recurring calculator. Know before you know. Know before you go in there. Know how, much you're, know how much you should be spending for that car. Now, when you do go find that car, know that you're going to go in there and you're going to be working with the salesperson. And that salesperson is going to be getting you into the car, getting you into the, excited about the vision of you owning that car. And then you are going to be working on you on a monthly recurring payment. So the negotiation is gonna go from oh, you want to spend twenty thousand dollars, but actually, what do you want to spend per month? They want to maximize that monthly payment with you. So, first piece of advice when you sit down, do not negotiate on the month recurring price, negotiate on the car purchase price. If the car is twenty thousand dollars, offer eighteen. Don't let them get into a, well, how much do you want to spend per month? How, can much, how much can you spend per month? How much can you spend per month? Because they'll be driving you to that. And then what they'll, they'll, they'll be doing is trying to maximize that and then trying to get you to put more money down. Because let's say that you, you did all your math and you figured out that you needed to be $300 per month on your car payment. So like, okay, we'll get you a $300 car payment, but you got to put $4,000 down. What? Yeah. Well, you got to buy down the cost of the car, to get it to three hundred dollars a month well how about I just negotiate and you give me a discount so I can get down to that that's not how it works always make sure that you negotiate on the price of the car and then negotiate on the interest rate of the car so they come back to you they're like okay how many months do you want to do I want to do a 48 month a 48 month purchase all right purchase price of the car is $20,000 do a 48 month lease and your interest rate based upon your credit score is Y Know those numbers before you go in. Don't let them put you into something that's not factual because they will put you in an interest rate that may not match up. If you know what your credit score is, you should know what your interest rate is going to be. So if you have a great credit score, you should be somewhere between 2 and 4% interest rate. If you have a bad one, you're going to be between 6 and 9%. Don't end up with a 12% interest rate with a high monthly payment and a high down payment because you got talked into it And then when you leave, you're driving away going, what did I just do? How am I going to afford this car payment? And what happened to my $300 a month that I went in there with? Stick to what you know. Don't let them back you down. If you feel like you're not getting the dollar amount you want, stand up, thank them for their time, and walk away. Nobody's going to look at you crazy. Nobody's going to come chasing you down. Just walk out. Say, this is not for me. And don't worry about it. There's plenty of cars out there. Don't get tied into one specific car just because the salesperson has you amped up and all fired up to buy the car. Don't make bad financial decisions based upon um, just how much you're enjoying the car. Research the car, research the geography. Do not go into one dealer and buy. Go to 10 dealerships. Go to five dealerships. Do the research. Do the work. The more the research, the more confidence you will have and the better deal that you will get. Don't make bad decisions. Don't go in there upside down and do a trade-in and get into a worse situation because now your, your new car has $4,000 worth of your old car's um, bad investment on it. So now it's a bad investment. Don't go in there and buy a new car if you don't really care to buy a new car. Buy a pre-owned car. After six months, that's pre-owned anyway. So who cares? Let somebody else take the depreciation. Go look for cars that are three years old. Go look for cars that are lease returns. They're coming off of lease that have been drove with low miles. Go look at that direction rather than go look for a new car. But if you do go look a new car, go to multiple dealerships. Make sure it's got the right feature package. Make sure it's the right color. Make sure it's the right everything. Don't get stuffed into a car that you really don't want. And it happens all of the time. I mean all of the time. You go in there with one set of intentions and you walk out with something that doesn't even match anything. The more research you do before you get on the lot, the better the price you'll get. And you'll walk away with a better feeling. And two, three years down the road, you won't be cursing the car you're driving because it's too expensive, you owe too much on it, and you're basically upside down, and you've got to suck it up and spend three more years in a car that's just beating the crap out of you. All because you didn't want to take the time to go find out what your credit score is, go find out what the average interest rate is, go to four or five different dealerships, and do the work. The more confidence you have, the better it's going to be and the better time it's going to be. Enjoy the car buying experience. Don't let it beat you up. Last piece. Once you go in there, you found the car you want, You've pretty much negotiated to the month of recurring and have the cost of the car, the interest rate. Know that you have one more hurdle, and that's the financial person. So you're going to go from salesperson, maybe the sales manager to grind on you a little bit. And then once you figure all that, you're going to take your paperwork and go sit down with the finance man or the finance lady. And they have incentives for you. They have money to make off of you, whether that be an extended warranty, whether that be um, some sort of protection for the carpet and upholstery, for the paint, for the undercoating. They have probably three, maybe four different packages to sell you, and it's going to up the cost of it again. Negotiate that with the salesperson. Try to get as much of that on the table as possible. If so You need an extended warranty and you feel like you want to extend a warranty, talk about with the salesperson. Don't have another round of negotiations because you're going to go in there thinking that you were at 300 per month and they're going to try to get you to 390 a month. They're going to try to get you between 40 and $90 a month and they're going to try multiple different things and 75% of it doesn't even matter. And one of them is gap insurance. Gap insurance is something that is basically um, it's for upside down cars. So if you owe $10,000 on a car, and you wreck it, and your insurance company gives you $8,000, that's $2,000 of gap that you have to come up with to pay off the car. Gap insurance is a second policy to pay off that gap. 90% of the time, gap insurance is not even used. So it's an extra cost that puts you in an upside-down situation when it's supposed to be helping you to be not in an upside-down situation. So... Know that when you go in to buy that car, you're going to have a whole set of negotiations with the salesperson, possibly the sales manager. And then when you get done with that, you know that you're going to sit down with the finance person. So if you know this is going to happen, you'll be better prepared and you won't be in a situation where you're like, ah, what the heck, just do it. Rather than just, you know what, I don't want to battle with you. I don't even know why I'm in here. I'm just going to sign the paper. Don't you think I should do it? Yes, great. I'm going to sign up. And you're going to be done. And you're going to end up spending more than you wish on a car that is not worth as much as what you just spent. So do the due diligence. Take the time. Understand, again, what your credit score is. Understand what your monthly recurring payment, what you can afford. And stick to those guns. It's okay. If you're with the finance person and it's not adding up the way you want it to, just clap your hands. Say, I'm done. This isn't for me. And just walk out nobody's going to come tackle you. No one's going to get mad at you. Just walk out. In fact, make sure that you do walk out at least once so that when you do, when you go into the car lot, you're like, I am not buying a car right now. I'll get as far as I want to get, and then I will walk out at some point to make sure that I stick to my negotiation guns. I'm not going to let them lead me down a path that I don't want to be on. And they'll try. They'll work on you. They'll grind on you. Their job is to sell you a car, period. And it's okay to walk out. There's plenty of cars out there. There's plenty of dealerships out there. If it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel right for a reason. Walk away. At any point in time, all you got to do is just say, I need a break. Get up, go to the bathroom, get a drink of water, do the math. See if this is what you really want to do. If it doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. It'll be there tomorrow. They're not going to sell it. They say they got three people looking at the car. They don't have three people looking at the car. And even if they do, so what? Let them buy the car. There's plenty of cars in this world to purchase. Don't think it's the last car on earth. Don't put yourself in a situation that you're hating the car because after three years, you can't believe you're still spending this much per money per month on a car that you really don't like. So, I hope this helps. Do the research. Send me any feedback. Let me know if this is landing with you. Um, Appreciate the time. And good luck buying that car.